Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Uh, Christmas is a time for visitors, isn't it? Um, in the last few weeks, you may well have had visits from family or friends or neighbours uh, or perhaps been a visitor yourself. Um, and unless you need to be isolating because of COVID, uh, by this time next week, you almost certainly will have been a visitor or hosted people at your place. It's just that time of year, isn't it? Christmas is a time for visitors. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, I used to get really excited about this time of year not just because of all of the presents. Okay, the presents were a pretty big part of it, but uh, mainly because for, for me, Christmas time meant a trip to see the family. Uh, every year, our family would travel from Hilston, where I grew up in country New South Wales. Uh, we'd go to the Big Smoke. We'd come to Sydney, uh, a sweaty eight-hour drive, uh, and we would go and stay with my grandma over the summer holidays. For four weeks, we would stay at her place in Canleyvale, and every year we did this. Um, now, I never really thought about it much at the time, but uh, we, my family, we were my grandma's family visitors, her Christmas visitors. Now, for me, those Christmas holidays always meant three things. Uh, it meant cartoons, rebel sport, and family. See, in Hilston, we only had Channel 9 and the ABC, so every morning at six o'clock, my brothers and I would get up and we would go and gorge ourselves on all of the cartoons from Channel 7 and Channel 10 that we didn't get to see during the course of the year. So for me, Christmas meant cartoons. Uh, it also meant Rebel Sport Warehouse. Uh, now, I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, Rebel Sport used to just be one shop 
on the Hume Highway there in Bankstown. Does anyone remember Rebel on the Hume? Only me. Okay. For me, this shop was like an annual pilgrimage. Uh, we would go there and we would spend hours just oogling the sporting goods. Tennis rackets, cricket bats and pads and gloves, softball gear, sports shoes, the sneakers. There were so many sneakers. Uh, it was, to me, the best shop ever invented in all of human history. And I would spend every last cent that I had saved or been given as Christmas money uh, in that store. But the thing that I most looked forward to at that time of year was seeing family. Uh, pretty much all of our extended family lived in and around Sydney. Uh, I had uh, the grandparents, there were nine uncles and aunties and their families. I had 20 cousins uh, and we didn't get to see them at all during the year. So this was our chance to catch up with them. So that time of year was just spent going around visiting uh, all of our extended family in Sydney. But I, as I look back on that time, I realised that it never once occurred to me that my enjoyment of that month over the Christmas period was probably pretty inconvenient for my grandma and my auntie that we were staying with, uh, that as visitors we were effectively invading their otherwise peaceful and quiet existence for four weeks every year, uh, not to mention monopolising their television set for three hours every morning. Having three very loud, active and sometimes violent boys must have been difficult for them at times. I'm not saying they didn't want us there. I'm sure they did. But as a kid, I was completely oblivious to the inconvenience we must have been to them at times, as visitors often are. Uh, I wonder now if there was ever any sense of dread from my grandma about our upcoming visit. Um, she would never have admitted to that, of course, but I'm sure sometimes there were aspects of our visiting that she did not enjoy. If you've ever played host to a bunch of visitors around this time of year, perhaps you have some staying with you right now, uh, you'll know that feeling of both excitement but also a little bit of trepidation and unease about what that means for you. It's not necessarily a negative experience. For most of us, it's a great thing. Um, it's what makes this time of year so special, that opportunity to spend time with family and with friends. For good or for bad, though, Christmas is a time for visitors. And I suppose that's appropriate because even at the very first Christmas, we see that there are visits happening all over the place. Um, and we're going to have a look at three visitors that are a part of the Christmas story this morning. We're going to think about the angels, the shepherds, uh, and the wise guys, three Christmas visitors. And the first of those is the encounter where the angels come and visit the shepherds out in the fields. Uh, in that video that we saw earlier, it recalls a story well. We see how God sends his angels to visit the shepherds who are on the hills just outside the village of, of Bethlehem. Uh, the story comes to us from Luke chapter 2, uh, and the angels arrive to announce this good news that this child has been born, uh, that the Son of God has been born into the world. And this is what the angel says. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The angel says that the birth of this baby is great news, and not just for his parents or for their shepherds, 
but in fact is a cause for celebration for everyone because of who this child is. And who is he? Well, the angel announces that as well. This child is a saviour. This baby is the promised Messiah, the Christ, the Lord. Then more angels appear and fill the sky with brilliance and with song, and they praise God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. So here we see the first people that God chooses to visit to share the great news about Jesus' arrival into the world are these shepherds, these nobodies, these poor lads who wouldn't have had two coins to rub together. But what news it is. A saviour has been born. And even more than that, he is the Christ, the Lord, the long-for-promised king. He finally arrived. Well, we're told that after the angels leave, the shepherds decide to go and see what has happened for themselves. Uh, And they go and find Jesus, Mary and Joseph there in town. I don't know how long it would have taken them to find this baby in a manger. Uh, That's all they had to go on, it seems. So it could have taken a while. But find him they did. And they became Mary and Joseph's first Christmas visitors. Um, I do wonder how Joseph and Mary would have felt about these total strangers rocking up within hours of Jesus being born. Um, It's a tricky time for anyone. I remember when our two girls were born, um, how the visiting needed to be carefully managed. Uh, The family and friends are all so keen to share in that moment and celebrate it with you. Uh, And it is a, a wonderful time and a special time to be able to do that. But it's also an exhausting time, um, an emotional, hormonal roller coaster. And sometimes I needed to ask people not to visit. It wasn't always the best time to have visitors. But here are Mary and Joseph, they have no say in the matter, uh, probably struggling to figure out how to nurse and care for their newborn in, let's face it, less than sanitary circumstances. And then these rabbles show up, these strangers, these dirty smelly shepherds and they want to meet and probably take turns holding the baby well i don't know if they wanted to hold the baby but who can resist a newborn Uh, now i don't doubt that when mary and joseph heard the story they had to tell uh, how they had come to find out about their baby being born uh, they would have not only been fine with the whole thing but overjoyed to hear god confirm to others what they themselves had been told and promised months earlier by angels themselves, that this child would be, well, not just special, but in fact God's saviour, the Messiah. And the shepherds, for their part, recognised the significance of what had just taken place. So excited as they were, they went off and told any and all who would listen to them uh, their story from that night and what a tale they had to tell. The baby that they had visited, the one that they and all of Israel had been hoping for and looking forward to for so many years. Now, our third visitors arrive sometime later. Uh, We read about them in Matthew's account uh, in his uh, second chapter of his gospel. We read about these magi, these wise men, uh, who come looking for Jesus after seeing a a strange 
currents in the sky, a new star has appeared. This star has brought them a great distance, travelling from the east, bearing their gifts. After a long journey and a little run-in with King Herod, they find their way to Bethlehem. And in verse 11 of chapter 2, we read this. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. When these wise men finally find Jesus, notice their reaction. It says they fall down before the child and worship him. They recognise that Jesus was no ordinary child, that in fact he was God's king born into the world. Now, we're not exactly sure how old Jesus was when these events took place, um, but the word used here to describe him is that of a young child, not a baby. Um, And notice that Mary and Joseph, now, they're not in the manger anymore, they're in a house. Um, The NIV's got that right in terms of translating uh, the word for their lodgings. Um, It's more likely that this has occurred several months, perhaps even over a year, from the time when Jesus was actually born. But regardless of his age, uh, the wise men show us the right way to respond when you meet the Son of God. They worship him. They provide gifts fit for a king, gold and costly fragrances. Now, you might honour a king, you might obey a president, you might respect a prime minister, but you don't worship them. There is only one king who is worthy of our worship. And it's this child, the one who came into the world at Christmas, the Son of God, is the King of Kings and is owed much more than our admiration or our affection. When the wise men come to visit, they know that the only appropriate thing to do when they meet him is to bow down before him and worship. And so they do. And so should we. So there you have it. Three visits, three different visitors. But of course, the most important Christmas visitor of all is Jesus himself. Because in Jesus, God comes to visit us. That's what we remember at Christmas. That God so loved the world that he sent his only son into the world. At Christmas, we remember that God has come to visit us in the person of his son. As Matthew writes in the first chapter of his gospel, he says all this took place to fulfill what God had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Jesus is born, something unprecedented takes place. God himself is entering into our world and into our experience, takes on flesh. It's a remarkable, incredible thing that the one who made all that exists, the one who is eternal and all-powerful, becomes a part of his creation. When Jesus visits us, it's a declaration to our world that God not only loves us, that he is for us, but that he is with us. 
Ours is not a God who doesn't care or, or can't understand. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is the Christmas visitor. And so I wonder what kind of reception this visitor has received from you. Well, okay, everyone likes baby Jesus. Uh, We can all find it in our hearts to welcome cute babies in mangers, snug in the hay, surrounded by farmyard animals. But what about the other Jesus? What about the one that grew up? What about the one that came to visit because you needed him to? The one who came to visit to bring you back to God? The one that came to visit to pay the price for your sin by dying on a cross? That Jesus doesn't always get such a warm welcome, does he? That Jesus is often an unwelcome visitor because he's confronting He's demanding and opinionated and even arrogantly declares himself to be the saviour and lord of the world. Jesus is a disruptive and an inconvenient visitor. He insists on hanging around, on being a part of your life every day. More than that, ruling over it as king. What kind of welcome has that Jesus received from you? Have you welcomed him into your life? Or have you asked him to move on or clear off? Is this a year that you acknowledge the one that God sent to visit our world, to rescue it, to rescue you? Has the time come for you to welcome that visitor? And like the angels to praise God for him. Like the shepherds, to welcome him as your saviour with joy. Like the wise men, to bend the knee, to worship him as your king. Christmas is a time to celebrate, to give thanks that Jesus came to visit. It's a time for us to express our gratitude to God that he stayed long enough to provide what we all needed, salvation and peace with God. Let's be those who respond as we should, with praise and with thanks and in worship of our Saviour and King.